0: Now, on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. What a Sunday. What a way to wrap up Major Championship season alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. Hi, am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. We appreciate all the support. Ternik Fado, six-time Major Champion, is our guest today. My twin. He was in the booth. And I, like we talked about it this morning, we said we need to get Faldo on. Yeah. So we're going to talk with him about what he saw yesterday at the PGA Championship. As always, subscribe, download Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, ESPN app, hit us up on social media at Maddie and Caddy, M A T T Y, the word and, Caddy, C A D D I E, that is on Instagram and Twitter. A lot of content going to be posted there. We're excited about the social media. But, Caddy, if I may, I'd like to take the tee box for a second. Giddy up, bro. You got the honor. I am going to compare and use Garth Brooks and Tiger Woods in the same sentence. What? And your face says it all.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see where this is going. All right. So, Garth Brooks. So
0: I didn't Brooks, even have any
1: travel issues coming here. Well, I had no air. But this is. Thank you, American Airlines, for making sure all my stuff showed up and not so doing you, British Airways. So, see, I got nothing to complain about. So you could be here for this moment. Bam. For Garth Brooks and Tiger Woods. Here we go.
0: Mid-90s, Garth Brooks was the greatest thing in music. He was the greatest thing. He was the first country crossover, and he's who I grew up listening to. Okay. I just grew up listening to Garth Brooks. All right. Loved Garth Brooks. I loved all kinds of music, but for whatever reason, it was Garth Brooks that I grew up listening to. And then at one point in time, you just stop. You stop and you move on. You evolve. You do other things.
1: Or he comes out with a song and you go, hmm. That's not Garth
0: Brooks. Right. You just move. But do you remember that that. Place in time where Garth was everything to you. Yeah. So that goes away. I'm going to take you to 2016. It was my birthday. Uh, my friend and fellow former co-anchor, Sarah Walsh, buys us tickets to a Garth Brooks concert 2017. So we go to the concert in 2017, my wife, some friends, and for three hours, I went back to a place 20 years before because I heard that music again, and I remembered what it was like in that time. And I sat there for three hours. You couldn't tell me that I was in 2017. You couldn't tell me anything else that was going on. I was in 1995, 96, 97, when Garth was at his peak. I went back to that place for three hours. Sunday on the couch, when Tiger Woods was making his run Sunday at the PGA Championship, I went back to a place That I hadn't been in over a decade, and it was the most fun I've had watching golf in a long, long time. Because you know what I saw, Caddy? Mm. I saw the Tiger Woods that transcended the sport that we grew up with, and I was in that spot for three and a half, four hours, and it was the most fun I've had in a long time.
1: And what got done around the house or anything? Because I know people stopped mowing their lawns and ran inside and people asked me what being there, what, what it felt like. And I said, the only way that I could describe it, it felt like 2008 at Tory Pines. Yeah. And I remember I followed Tiger and was calling the third round on Saturday and the electricity and the roars that were happening, starting with the Eagle that he made on 13 and then the chip in on 17. And of course the birdie on 18 and, or the Eagle on 18 and, it, 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 there are very few times that I'm speechless because of the moment and the, the energy and the electricity and the hair on your arms and the back of your neck is standing up. Those roars, I tried to explain for me, for people who aren't golf fans, I tried to explain it as your team was losing by two points. And they scored a touchdown with five seconds left to take the lead. And that roar that you hear in the stadium happened every time he made a putt. Every single time. And it was like social media, when he got to within one, social media was like, because it's always arguments on politics and this and that and what's going on at Ohio State and blah, blah, blah. Social media just was like, "Eh, all of that can hack. just shut up. I don't care about none of that. Yo, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all.
0: And it was when you were watching him hit those shots on the par three third when he damn near hold it out. Yeah. And you you were sitting there and it's like, oh, my God, it's happening.
1: The shot he hit on 11. So, I mean, we've both been in broadcast booths and in press boxes and in media centers. And there's no... The etiquette is there's no cheering in any of those places. You just don't cheer. You can't, right. Because you you got to be professional, and you got to try and stay, like, down the middle, not rooting for either side. When he hit that shot on 11 that landed less than a foot from the hole from 160 out, this towering.
0: Was that 9-iron?
1: Oh, it was just a thing of absolute beauty. And then his reaction afterwards, that ball landed next to the hole, and the whole media center went, whoa. And then it was like everyone caught themselves going, oh, we're like everyone looked around for that second going, oh, did, I'm sorry. Did, okay, you are you did it too? Okay, I did it too. My bad.
0: But it was okay. And, it was that,
1: and that, that's exactly right. It was right. okay. That's exactly right.
0: Anyone in that media center is saying what I'm saying today. He took us back to a spot that we hadn't been in a long time and didn't know if we were ever going to get to. There you go. Because there is a large portion of people. And I've been on the Tiger bandwagon ever since he got hurt. And I think he's going to win again. I know. Whatever. But I never, you never really know until it goes out there. Mm. And the fact that for one, if it ended tomorrow, we got one more Sunday of Tiger greatness. And that Ooh. there are people. Yeah. I mean, I'm 39 years old. I went back to when I was 29. There are 12-year-olds watching yesterday that never saw that.
1: Yeah, that's... That's the part that's really cool. The part that's really cool is the kids who never got to see the Tiger from 2000 and 2004, 2007. They only, they, even Tiger admitted, like, I'm a YouTube guy to them. They all that they've ever seen is on YouTube. They've never experienced it for real. So the fact that people who never experienced that before got to experience it. And the best part was you felt it not just through the TV. Well, you felt it through the TV because of the way that that crowd was there I'm it's telling you deep. the energy of the crowd that was with him came through on the broadcast that's the that's the only way I can describe it because they the the crowd was trying to will him themselves and that's what they used to do too because you wanted to be a part of the Tiger Woods mania and I think even Tiger haters had to have moments where they smiled, because no question, because this gave them a reason to come out of the basement, like out of the rock or the dark, stinky place where they hang out to troll. Because if he would have just meh, like, "What are you gonna?" Then, then it's even for the people that hate him, it's so. Kind of a letdown to go, well, you're just beating someone who's already kind of down. Like, meh. the effect isn't the same. So, like, the fact that he made that
0: charge, even the people that hated him, they got more passionate as well. There is not an athlete on the planet. I said this on a radio show in New York on Monday morning, and I'll stand by this statement. You you can't convince me otherwise. There isn't an athlete on the planet who will make... Sports and non sports, golf and not golf fans stop what they are doing and alter their plans to go to the TV and watch. There isn't one on the planet still.
1: No. No.
0: Because what he has the capability of doing, he's transcendent. Yeah. And people get all after, well, Brooks Kepka won. Why aren't you talking? Because you know what? Brooks Kepka isn't transcendent. No. Brooks Kepka is a really good golfer. Yes. And he's going to be around for a long, long time. And he surpassed a number of his peers on Sunday. Correct. But he didn't change the sport. And I, what Tiger did, and I hate succumbing to hyperbole, but what he did yesterday to me is the single most important thing the sport of golf has had in a long, long time. Because you know what? It gave everybody a window of hope that we might get this for another three or four years.
1: Oh, man, that would be so – Okay, two things. One the one of the other reasons that make him so transcendent and above and beyond other sports is athletes from other sports, it takes a lot to get them to stop and watch an athlete in another sport do something collectively. Now of course there's, you know, guys who like, hell, I stopped and love watching this X Games thing or what but that's it's not collectively as a group. As a group of athletes from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, cricket, soccer, you name it. All of those athletes at their elite level, whoever they were, they stopped and they watched. And as you said, no other athlete makes Everybody do that.
0: Then is it? He doesn't. People say, "No, oh, LeBron." Brons. No, he doesn't.
1: Nah. LeBron doesn't do that. Nah, there are plenty of hockey players that are not into basketball. There are plenty of baseball players not into basketball. There are plenty of basketball players not into basketball that <laughs> <laughs> they will be. Yeah, they're not going to stop and watch LeBron if I got play him all the time. You know, but you here's another thing. So I interviewed Brooks Kepka's caddy. Yeah. Afterwards, and you know what he said? I can't wait to watch the tape to see what Tiger
0: did. I mean it's completely You just one. Yeah. You just you literally just took
1: the flag off of the flag stick on 18 and you're saying you and and he even said too, I'm sure it's going to give me butterflies and anxiety because since they weren't playing in the same group, they just heard the roars. So they knew what was going on. They knew Tiger was coming at them. And they're looking at the scoreboard, but looking at the scoreboard and actually
0: seeing, seeing it, him do it completely different. I think there was so much symbolism and what happened yesterday with Tiger? Because what we'd seen out of him, we've seen him be in contention, but we've seen him falter late. Yeah. You could argue that 17 par five was a falter. For the most part, it was. Now, having said that, he stayed <coughs> in play. Stayed in play was able to get himself. Oh, a guy, that was
1: the luckiest, thing luckiest ever. thing
0: I've seen in a while. But he. But the other
1: thing about Tiger is, and this is where this is another thing that reminded me again. Like you talk about, this took us back to that place that reminded you of something. Tiger didn't hit one fairway on the front nine. No, it was 0 for 7. But the reason that he shot the score that he shot on the front nine, three under par, was because when he missed the fairway, unlike most pros who miss a fairway by a yard or two, and then they're in the worst rough that's out there, mm-hmm. Tiger misses by 20 to 30 yards. And when he does that, he misses where the crowd is. Traps it down. Correct. Correct. If you think, because everyone thinks he's got Tiger Lies, Tiger Lies. But that's because Tiger has huge misses. When he misses off the tee, when he's wild off the tee, he puts the ball to where the people are, which means the grass is all trampled down. So as long as he's got an opening and he had plenty of openings, then boom, he was
0: good to go. That nine iron on nine. Oh, one of the great, I think it goes down to one of the top shots of his career.
1: I don't know. That three would on eight, though.
0: Three would on eight was pretty solid. Too.
1: Yeah. Cause they, I mean, he, and he, he caught a piece of the tree. Yep.
0: Where you could hear it right at the beginning.
1: Yeah. It just ticked in the tree. So I, it was just, it was, that was, that's the tiger that I remember. The guy who was like, I don't need to hit no fairways. Fairway this.
2: I'm right. going to hit
1: it over here. I'm going to spend time with the people. The other thing that I loved about this was this was the new tiger. The old Tiger back in the day when he was dominating, making a charge, he was so laser focused. He didn't look at anybody. All he was talking to was his caddy, yep. barely acknowledged the other player. And I know this because I mean, I was in a group caddying on a Sunday or at a Saturday at a U.S. Open. And there was very little chatter between me, Stevie, Daniel Chopra, and Tiger. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of chatter between us. Because everybody was focused on doing their thing. And when he would walk between greens and tees, he ain't acknowledging the people. No, he was. This baby. time, though, he's low five little kids smiling and po- giving the cap tip to people and people are freaking out, which is now making those kids who
0: never saw Tiger before. They didn't see how Tiger used to be. They see this Tiger. And he's talking with Gary Woodland. I mean, he's having a big time and. What I was saying a second ago, and the symbolism of what was going on yesterday is that's part of it. New Tiger, yes, recreated Tiger. But the reason I believe, and I was sitting on the couch, and he made that putt on eighteen, and I cheered like he just won, and (laughs) so did he. And you know why? I believe that he did that because that putt signaled to himself. Forget what it signaled to the golf world. It signaled to him that I can compete on a major stage again. And for the first time in this whole comeback, I think that putt to him signaled that he was back.
1: I think that putt to him, he thought he still had a chance to get in the playoff. I don't. I do. And I think, too, that that was the other thing. When he walked up over the stairs oh, and up great. the platform, I to people who uh, most of y'all weren't there, so it looked like the crowd that was there was just standing at a hole. There's no hole there. They were just standing, a mulling under that. That's a walkway. Yeah, They were standing under that walkway just to see him. How about when he stopped? And, and, and waved and then gave the thumbs up. The place went ballistic. But see, he also did that a little on purpose because guess what that roar did?
0: And they were coming up.
1: Went the whole way back yeah, we're to Keptka. Seventeen. Went the whole way back to Kepka.
0: See, I'm, I'm. That's funny. You think that he thought because I don't think he thought he had a chance. I because he he was scoreboard watching all day because CBS had great camera shots of him looking yes. over at the big leaderboards. Yes. At that point, Kepka's sixteen under. He's at, he's at fourteen under, and he knows kepka has got a par five in his pocket, and then the eighteenth. I, I think he just after what he did on seventeen though, he's thinking.
1: Look, if I felt the pressure. Kepka's going to feel the pressure. So all it takes is one little slip up. Yank that thing left. I mean, Kepka had already once hit it behind the tree and had to take a drop. So, you know, it. Didn't. strange things can happen, especially if Tiger sends those little messages out there like that. The thing for me about Tiger was before he walked into scoring, he looked at his girlfriend and he went,
0: and then she gave him a good game tap right on the butt, and it was After awesome. After a kiss. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, she's like, good game.
1: I know. what to go. Hey there.
0: But the look on his
1: face and that sigh, that said something to me.
0: Even when he was signing his, his his uh card. Yeah. And he leaned back, and he was just like.
1: Well, what I saw in that
0: sigh was I gave everything that I had. And he was – it was almost like a – yesterday was weird. Sunday was weird because – I like Brooks Kepka. I do too. But I was rooting against him the entire day. And you know what makes him <laughs> frustrating to root against? He's a robot. Yeah. He's not, he's not, he very rarely messes up. He uh, mess up miss birdie putts. Correct.
1: Him and DJ are very similar when they're on.
0: Yeah, and he's better than DJ now. Uh, give, give me Brooks Kepka. Uh, I know DJ's got more. Hold career. on, though, man. Hold up. Brooks a
1: 100% on his A-game and DJ 100% on his A-game.
0: Give me Brooks. I think he's a little mentally stronger than DJ. Mm -hmm. I really do. I just, look. You you
1: know what? It's Brad and Chad, though. It It is Brad and Chad. It's like, hey,
0: spot me, man. I'm going to go to the squat rack.
1: (laughs) And if you do 312, you know I got to put a five-pound plate on that side. Let me
0: borrow your weight belt. I got a deadlift to do. You, but majors talk. And what's this guy done? He I won know. back-to-back U.S. Opens, didn't play in the Masters, wasn't really a factor at the Open Championship, and it comes out and wins this. Yeah, Where's DJ been in the majors all year? We haven't seen Dustin Johnson be the same since the air quote fall at the Masters. It's happened. It's, it's truth. In the majors at least. Well, I mean, he – no. In the majors.
1: No. No. Until the USGA messed up the U.S. Open this year – DJ was dominating that major. That's true. He was dominating that US Open and the reason after the USGA jacked it up, he couldn't recover.
0: Another reason why Brooks is better is USGA proof. Mm. Major's talk. I understand what you're saying.
1: I don't know if I agree 100% with it.
0: I just I think Kepka has surpassed Spieth. I think he's I think he's better than Speeth. I think Justin Thomas is better than Jordan Spieth. I love Jordan Speeth, but I think just talent. We're just going on talent.
1: Okay. I think kept. I love Justin Thomas because Justin Thomas, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He
0: does. He plays angry. And he he plays those, with a mean streak. He wears those Davis Love polo shirts. Yeah. Other Which, than by the, the way, they other, didn't other come than the, out the Ralph with- Lauren. They need to come out with some moisture wicking. Like I think he wears like those PK cotton ones, or however you say that. Like those those old school cotton polos. Yeah. And I get itchy watching him play. I'm like, dude, you got to come out. Give me some moisture wicking. Good.
1: I don't know if they make really good moisture wicking stuff. Though. They need to. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's not their thing. He was a surprise. They make the clothes for dudes that like being on boats wearing clothes <laughs> right, that look like they're doing stuff. Yeah. And their
0: salmon-colored shorts. Yeah. I have a couple of pairs still, of
1: those. <laughs> still, they still think Miami Vice dress is cool.
0: And did that ever come back, by the way? What? Miami Vice, like the, the that fashion? Because everything seems to come back. Nah, did we skip yet. that one? No, it will be back. I think we're back in the 90s right now.
1: Yeah, the eighties got skipped. I think parachute pants, nah, I don't know if they're coming back.
0: They probably shouldn't. Brooks. The same with Z wearing, Cavaricis. He was wearing those Z Cavaricis in my thing. I used to wear those. Me too. There's Andrew, a reason
1: I took a job at freaking Merry Ground and Chess King. Wait, the what? Merry round What's that? It was a store. It was like a cool store where you could get the tight guest jeans and the Z Cavaricis. And I took a job there and then Chess King asked if I'd be the assistant manager. <laughs> Did you see the picture that Kevin Nagandi put up? Yes. On social media. It was fantastic. Oh, that was just a hundred percent I want to be in Miami Vice. And that was that you at one time? Kinda. Wait, so you were an assistant manager? Yeah, that's when I had still had the like kinda Jerry Curl. I had like the Lionel Richie hair.
0: Whoa, whoa. You had Lionel Richie hair.
1: Yeah. No,
0: you didn't. Yes I did. Did you have
1: pictures? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're laughing, I show oh, sure you there. Never... I'm <laughs> glad my mom's not here right now. because me... She would bust out those she got she got books of the Jerry Curl. Oh, bruh. of the Lana Richie hair. What back was in the, the day. facial
0: hair situation?
1: I've had the mustache. I've had the mustache since I was like twelve. I won't get rid of it. I actually did. <laughs> I had to do a JCPenney ad what? as an elf, and they told me no elves. <laughs> elves don't have. Elves don't have mustaches. What do you,
0: mean you had to do an ad as an elf. What was this for?
1: It was for J C Penney's. No, for I get local, that.
0: For what? It was a Christmas
1: thing, <laughs> you know, like Christmas catalog thing. It was a commercial. And they were like, look, L's don't have mustache, You got to shave it off. And I was like, you better get some makeup because I'm not. I was so scared if I shaved it, it would never come back. So I How was old like, were you? 12. And you had, what was your hair like then? Uh, it was, it, I had uh, <laughs> loose. I See, my hair, I have loose curls anyway. So I only had, I would put baby oil. I didn't have to put relaxer in my hair to make them loose. My hair was all, I always had loose curls. So I would just put like baby oil in my hair. To, and it looked, cause it, then it would look wet and look like Jerry <laughs> Curls. But then, you know, in school, if you fell asleep on your desk or something, there'd be a big puddle oh. of baby oil. It was nasty. What? It was so bad. What
0: was your, like you were an elf in this ad. Did you have a speaking part?
1: Nah. I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't think I had a speaking part, but I don't, I don't 100% remember.
0: So when did, it when was, did the hair, when did you lose your battle with follicles?
1: It's, I didn't lose the battle. I went gray really early. Yeah. So I was performing in Aruba in nineteen ninety. Let me think. I'm ninety four. So it'll be ninety-five or ninety-six. Ninety five or ninety six. I was in Aruba for six weeks. And uh with the curly hair? Yeah. yeah. But I was gray on the side. And I mean then I was twenty five. And like a 52 year old woman tried to pick me up. And I was like, How old, how old do you think I am? And she was like, About 40, 41. And I was like, for real? Huh. Okay. (laughs) That night it was gone. And where I messed up was because I'm in Aruba (laughs) and I'm thinking I'm half black. So I think my head's going to be nice. It should already look tan. Nah, it was like lime green because it had never seen the sun before. So now I was like, well, I'll just go out and tan it up real quick. Aruba's on the equator. Aware. Yeah. So my head let that night look like a Neapolitan ice cream cone. (laughs) Cause it was pink where it was burnt. It was white where it had peeled. And then it was black or darker Brown where I tanned it up.
0: So you look you look like a lizard and and everything in between.
1: I definitely I definitely had some lizard looking stuff, but it then you know I learned go ahead and put the SPF 30 on it. It'll still tan up and stuff. So that my was, mom cried.
0: Yeah, you parted ways with the curls. Yeah, I mean, when I shaved my head, I yeah. called
1: my mom and told her, and she cried. She was like, "Your head's not shaped right," and I was like, How did, "Mom, the last time that you saw my head." It was shaped like a cone <laughs> head because I was coming out of you. <laughs> so of course, man, my head is shaped fine. So did you? And did, after I shaved it, it was. I was like, man, I should have done this a while ago. So
0: did you tell her why you shaved it? Because a fifty-year-old yeah. woman hit on you. Yeah. And what'd you say to that? She was like, "That's no excuse. You have such beautiful hair, and
1: everybody loves your curls." And <laughs> you know. Did you ever get a perm? No, I I never had to. That's my hair looked like perm hair. My natural hair was like a perm.
0: So did you look like the boyfriend on Coming to America of Lisa McDowell? Did you look like M- Lisa McDowell's boyfriend?
1: Yes. I ha- I had hair similar to his, but I didn't have to use Soul Glow.
0: Just let your Soul
1: Glow! Yeah, I did not have to use that. I didn't have to use that um, Jerry Curl juice to, get, to keep it loose. I didn't have to use Relaxer. Was, my yeah. hair was naturally relaxed because my mom's hair... She had real loose she had like wavy hair. Yeah. No. You know, but my mom wanted straight hair, so early in the seventies she used to iron her hair Ooh. to keep it straight. She could have invented so.
0: the hair straightener.
1: She could have. So
0: were you known like were you known for your hair? Nah, not really. Was that your
1: trademark? No, 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 no. Not even a little bit. But like my first comedy headshots and whatnot that are still out there.
0: Oh, those are out there?
1: Yeah. Where
0: can we get one of those?
1: I'll show you the picture. So my room. when I first moved to Florida, yeah. I had my headshots with me. My roommate and her mom took one of my headshots, and her mom still had it and put it on Facebook <laughs> last year, which is me with hair and just the mustache and uh, stuff. And people couldn't believe it, that it was me with hair.
0: Like, I don't know. I would probably trade – an entire photo album of you with hair over tiger winning another tournament and you know how much tiger winning another tournament I means know. to me this cuz this my would, mom can i can my mom has
1: photo albums this would give me material for years this is what i'm afraid of this is why i'm glad mom's not here this week well i'm going to be in gainesville this week yeah but my photo albums ain't there so that's good They are safe in Mountville, Pennsylvania. Does
0: anyone know this about you, about your hair?
1: Yeah, yeah. There are plenty of my friends and stuff from back in the day that know. But see, there are people that, uh, and a lot of people, that have never known me to have hair. Since, I've, like us, and everyone here at ESPN, no one's ever seen me with hair. So if I had hair, it would look wild. Like, I have an afro, I have a jerry (laughs) curl wig that I wear sometimes in Halloween just to freak people out. And it looks like a soul glow wig too.
0: How would you like? How would you rate your relationship with Tiger? Like, I mean, it's it, it's good. It's yeah, not, it's amicable. Absolutely. Do you feel like you could be comfortable enough telling him it's probably time to let go of his? Yeah, you do. And SVP that, tried to already too. Because I think that he should. I know he. should. Because every time he takes off the hair, then it reminds us that he's old. Oh, it's, older.
1: Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> should you do it? Yeah. Okay. I keep every time he takes his hat off. What are you trying to be, a black monk? <laughs> Like, what are you doing, man? Are you making brew or something? What, you making mead when you're at home? Stop with that haircut, yo. You're not fooling nobody. And you're not going to put a spray tan no, your don't, hair. Don't, don't put LeBron. the spray hair. LeBron tried to do something. To say, man, and just, right. It was bad. Don't do that. <coughs> it's terrible. That's what I mean. I don't, if he would just let it go. He, here's what's going to happen. He's going to shave his head and he's going to be
0: like, man, I should have done this years ago. You think? Yes. I think it's going to be a jarring look. Tiger with shaved that's, head. That's what he ought to do. To, to hold on. You remember
1: when Jordan shaved his head? Because Jordan had hair originally. I do. And then he shaved his head, and everybody was like, "Yo, this dude looks even more bad." Yeah, but Kobe looked funky when he shaved his head. That's because Kobe had that like half fro for a little bit. You can't go from half fro to shaved head because that's when it looks kind of. That'd think, be like right now. That'd be like if James Harden right now shaved his beard off.
0: That'd be no, But I knew Harden pre beard at Arizona State. And he looks funny. Without the beard? Without the beard. There's video of that out there. He'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I'll show you a video of that. I want to see that. So I think Tiger, before we get to Nick Valdo here, I think Tiger, to complete the comeback, he should shave his head for Tiger, what are we on now, like 4.0? He
1: already did the creepy Christmas picture. He might as well shave his head. It can't be any worse than that. Just shave it. Or when he went blonde. Because after the PGA Championship, Tiger's new again. See, I wonder if he would be thinking that's creepy, though. Like, I don't know. I'll I'll ask him. When I see him at the playoff event, I'm going to ask him straight up, why, man? Tell me the truth. Why won't you shave your head? What are you afraid of? Like, no bull. Yeah, here's what I want
0: you to do. For me, for the podcast, for the patrons of Maddie and the caddy and all the support, I want you to bring with you a picture of you with your Jerry Curl-esque hair. And say, "Look what happened to me," and I, I want you to do that for the show, and then at some point report back.
1: Well, what, hold on though. What are you going to bring to this? What was your hair like back in the day? When let me ask it's you. It's always this.
0: been perfect. <laughs> 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 what that's you that's, see, baby? This is, so... is 365 days a year. I
1: wake up like this. <laughs> I, I
0: came out of the womb with product in my hair, the calic. <laughs> i will believe you in a little bit
1: when was your ugly phase? because my ugly phase was probably between freshman and high school okay yeah yeah my ugly phase I think my ugly phase was like eighth and ninth grade yeah
0: because you're going through that awkward time yeah and, you know trying to
1: get in facial hair yeah I mean that's changing we a all have bit.
0: here I'll show you a picture right now of me as a freshman in high
1: school I can't wait to see
0: this because I think I can find there you go look at that that's me as a freshman in high school that ain't bad, yo. <laughs> but, yeah, my nose is doing all something kind of funky. My lips. No, man, you just look like you was trying to be, like, the cool football player who's yeah, kind of angry. Yeah, I was angry.
1: I was angry, too, you wanna man. see?
0: You want to see what 195 pounds of bad intentions look like? Now, that's my, that's my senior year with really? some, uh, some supplements and whatnot.
1: Look at that guy. Oh, yeah, look at you. <laughs> this dude right here, if you could have used steroids... You would have been roid raging out right there. <laughs>
0: That's what Brooks Kepka is right there. I was Kepka before Kepka.
1: Minus that the, is true.
0: Minus the otherworldly talent. Like
1: everything. you was all about it. <laughs> you know what I like about this? <laughs> you were just like every other dude at that time too. Hey man, what's leg day? We don't do leg day. <laughs> <laughs> there is no leg day. All
0: right. So before we get to Cernic Faldo, I've got to tell you about this. Recently. I've been receiving all of my style tips from the clothing experts at Peter Millar. If you're a golfer like me, you know the name. If you don't, you should because Peter Millar is all about quality, value, and style. It's the most comfortable clothing I've ever worn. Right now, I'm actually wearing the performance polo, and it's fantastic. What I love about the polo shirts is they offer so much comfort and style no matter what I'm doing. They are so easy to take care of. Out of the dry, you don't even have to put on an iron Collins hates ironing, so it's good for him. Plus, I never have to worry about what to wear on any occasion. Peter Millar is my go-to clothing for vacation, work events, golf course, and even working out. I put it on in the morning and never look out of place. I always have the right look. They are great for the golf course because they even have sun protection. That's good. The performance polo I'm wearing is the most comfortable shirt I've ever worn, and I can say that about everything I've worn from Peter Millar, and right now. Head over to PeterMillar.com slash Maddie to check out some of my personal favorites. Be sure to use my link, and you'll receive complimentary shipping and a free hat. That's PeterMillar, dot com slash Maddie. PeterMillar.com slash Maddie. All right, coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy, he's won six major championships. He was on the telecast of the PGA Championship. Sir Nick Faldo joining us next on Maddie and the Caddy. What a day it was at the 100th PGA Championship. Who better... Uh, to talk about what happened in the drama, the man that had the the bird's eye view of everything, six-time major championship winner Sir Nick Faldo, who insists on being buddies with you. Cass. Not insist. This is my
2: twin. You don't understand. People freak hey, that's out. My, that's my yeah. That's my buddy there, Phil Collins. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, what's his Eddie? No, Eddie, Eddie Collins, um, or Kerry Collins. Okay. How about Tom, Tom Collins? Collins? Yeah,
1: Tom Collins Tom is a Collins. good one too. Yeah,
2: it's
1: like- <laughs> the best part is when when Nick and I go out and just we'll go have dinner, but we always try to take pictures and do funny stuff when we're out, and people yeah. are so confused on social media, like they can't understand. <laughs> Wait, how did the two of y'all start hanging out? I don't understand. And we're always saying, if if Twins Two comes out, we're playing the parts.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. It's a lock. We 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 won wonder- the. We, 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 yeah. I to work on that. Clint. I'm going to get my um, movie agent working on that.
0: Yeah, you have, you have class and style with a sir, and then you have Collins. Look, you were, you <laughs> were on the telecast all week at the PGA Championship. Yeah. I'm curious from where you sat, what Sunday was like for you? <laughs> well,
2: that was probably the most, well, seriously, we had the most fun ever because it was just raw custom in the the crowds, the gallery, the fans were unbelievable. I mean I've never you know, Tiger the support for Tiger was literally ninety nine percent across and you know on where he was playing, so, you know, he starts great, goes through the tough holes, and then he hits that T shirt on eight. And, uh, you know, dreadful tee shot in the trees, but the golfing gods were looking after him and give him a shot. He goes in with a wades in there with a three word and when that thing went through there and into the bunker And I thought, well, that's a guaranteed up and down. I thought, oh my goodness, he could do this. And then, Mm -hmm. and then, um, 90, he he pulls his T shot and he's he's going to Joey, give me another ball. Because if that had landed on the cart path, that was was OB. And next minute, he's holding another 20 foot part to go out into 200, you know, and the place was just going ballistic. And we didn't know what to expect. And then, you know, the quality of the shot making was fantastic, wasn't it? And then, but of course, he's always going to get caught out with a few of those push shots. That is the key bit. You know, he blocked the, uh, you know, he blocked the iron at fifteen and in, and then blocked no, not fifteen at fourteen, and then a, and then in the t-shirt at seventeen. But then he had an unbelievable shot at fifteen, and then really books kept, kept stepped. I and mean, hit the I think the shot of the year for me, the four iron at at um, sixteen, yeah, and makes it two. I mean, that was unbelievable. You know, that was a that was a laser. And the next next moment, a tiger calls it. We you can feel that that's the shoddy hates all year. And I've been doing that call book for a couple of years now. That there's water down the right, but the hole still needs a fade. So basically, the fade's heading towards the water. He doesn't. He's either going to you know a couple of years ago he'd come over the top and he'll go straight left, and now he just cannot release the dancing and uh, blocks it right. And so that the big club with well, a couple of those swings. I'm still getting, but, you know, the swings he made down 15, well, you know, and some of many, many of the iron shots all day were fantastic, and so the putting was out off the charts, I and mean, I just, I, you know, I, put, I get all the stats off Twitter. I mean, apparently that was the 23 putts, apparently that was the lowest number of putts he's ever had in a major, and then there's, and there's Jim Nance. 64 was the lowest final round he's ever had in the major, and that's, excuse me, I've won 14 of them, so... <laughs> As I said, as I said um, to Jim, oh, he's improving. <laughs> so, you know, like, I think. I mean, I've yeah, you know, we've watched this really closely for the last ten years, and I, you, know, you know, and you know what a battle it is. It, it's um, it's been for him, and it's still going to be. But there are, but there's, you know, I, as I said, at TV. I, I honestly was saying there's not a hope in Hollywood he could ever win a tournament again, let alone a major. And then now, all of a sudden, it's like, well, you never know. Maybe he could, if if it still, if everything's still aligned. But boy, is he getting close enough? And I think I said on TV, it doesn't matter what we think; it's what he believes. Right? Um, and he yes. believes he can be. You know, it, if he believes, which he, he does have one of the obviously the greatest sporting minds. If he believes he can find a way, um, you know, he's got the physical part back. You know, the the technical he's still, you know. Getting in his way on a few shots, but you know the mental strength uh, is amazing to get that because you know as you get older, uh, you know you only got to you only got to lose whatever it is five or five percent of your belief or your trust, and that's kind of like it. You know how do you get that back? I and mean, if you have if you haven't got a hundred percent trust, but so um, that's that's the last of each fight. And if you can find the trust to make a swing that but he did he made the swing at 15 so he's somehow got to say i if i can do it there i've got to do that swing when there's water down the right then that then um then who knows what i could do
1: when he still has to i remember a couple years ago when we were at dinner we laughed as people were coming up to us now this was a couple years ago before the back fusion and people would say hey tiger can still do it we go yeah tiger okay well
2: no yeah i'm 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 Quite happy to say, yeah, there, there was no way. I, mean, I said that ten years ago when it all started. I said this is going to be way more difficult than people think. Yeah, and uh, you know, the con- you know, I believe you know, the concentration gets, you know, that's what you know, the, the sheer beauty, the beauty of going to the range and the golf course all day, whatever you want to do, eight o'clock to six o'clock, uh, with no interruptions, completely engrossed in what you're doing, and that kind of went out the window and said, so, you know. And, you know, he had the most amazing ability to, you know, win a tournament, go away for three weeks, and then come back and open with a 63. I could thought, <laughs> how on, how do you do that? I mean, most people come back rusty. Something's rusty, you know. But he could... And that, so that was what's so phenomenal. So he's still got a battle, to be honest. The hard, you know, I, you know, I was thinking about this. The hardest thing for him now is because he... I mean, he wishes there's another major in two weeks. Yep. I mean, but he's got... To wait till next April. And not only is that six months of, of you know, of waiting for the competition, he's got six months older on this back. So mm-hmm. who knows what that really does mm-hmm. mean. Um, plus it was a hundred degrees there, which was obviously good for him. He could swing, you know, freely as he liked. So uh, we'll see how he gets on when it comes to players in March and it'd be 45 degrees and then Augusta will probably be nice. And then the U.S. Open uh, could could, Beth Page, could be another cold one. So, um, but it's, it's pretty amazing the hype we've got. And then we, and guess what? We just talked for 10 minutes. We haven't mentioned Brooks Kepka. How That's about that? Happened. That's what happened 10 years ago. All we talked about was Tiger. And then it, five years ago, we weren't answering any questions on Tiger. And then all of a sudden we're now exactly what we've just done. We just <laughs> talked totally about Tiger.
0: And how did you guys balance that? on the broadcast yesterday, because to be perfectly honest with you, everyone started tuning in for Tiger. But then you've got this guy, Brooks Kepka, who, by the way, didn't play in the Masters, goes out and wins back-to-back U.S. Opens. Now he wins the yeah. next major, two majors after that. Brooks is that one guy that somehow stays under the
2: radar. Well, yeah. Do you know, it's a little bit... Well, look how he finished. He, ta- he tapped in. He, his management team... Said to me, you know, why is he not getting an exposure? I said, well, just get your phone out and just show us what you're doing. I mean, that's all we do now. You, he's an he's an unbelievable athlete. He loves his baseball, loves his basketball. I guarantee if he went and showed us, you know, whacking a couple of balls in a baseball park and dunking a few, we'd say, wow, and you get to know the guy. Yeah. And then look what he did on 18. That was the most anticlimactic, <laughs> you know, most anticlimactic tap into to win a major. We, I've ever seen.
1: I laughed because I felt like you when he lagged it up there, and you were like, "Okay, this is good." He'll put a mark, and you know he'll yeah. get the tag. And you were like, "Wait, <laughs> he's gonna?" Ta- I was like, "You, I felt like, come on, man, let's run down there and stop him." What are you doing? Uh, I,
2: yeah, I nearly said, "I nearly said, what is he doing?" I, and, I, and I kind of, I'm um, you know, blurting up, and I've had a couple of mint tea so I'm talking rapidly now. So, <laughs> but you know, I, you know that and I, I felt like blurting out. Well, that's why he's under the radar because it was. There was no celebration. There's no f- great photograph of him, you know, armed in the air, whatever he wanted to do, which would have been on our Sports Illustrated front yep. page. He's going to be Tiger on the front page of Sports Illustrated this week. There Almost was no Y.E. E. Yang moment.
1: There was no Y.E. No, Yang lifting that bag year, yes, over your yeah. head because you just beat Tiger who was trying to, you know, but for him it was trying to chase him down. I love the, yeah, I I mean, the fact that on the front nine, Tiger was the old Tiger on the front nine. Not one yeah. fairway over seven, it still shoots three under. I'm like, that's the dude from
2: 2004 2007. <laughs> no, it was unbelievable. I, I, was, I said, if I missed all those fairways, I'd have to fire David Labberton on the spot and you rebuild my swing. <laughs> 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 I could. If you put anybody anybody on tour, you know, in all those spots, I mean, boy, did, but seriously, does he? He kind of lucks out. I mean, he hits it sideways, and then he goes down there, and he's got he's got his shot, man. He, once you've hit it, you know, styming up against a tree a couple of times, that that deflates you. But no, he's he's always kind of like given a chance. But, you know, as I said, that shot, he, when, he, when he went without three with at number eight, uh, was, that was unbelievable. Then you start thinking he can do anything. Yep. It doesn't matter where he hits it. You know, he can chip in. He can hold it. You know, and so it was, uh, I thought it was, hey, it was fantastic for us, fantastic for golf. And I thought it was fantastic for TV. Um, so... Very, very happy for very happy for him that he's, you know, he's got that. Really must give him a, because I was trying to say before, what, what word was I saying before? Well, it's, it's inspiring or whatever. It's the inspir- you need the inspiration, don't you? Or um, encouraging or you yeah, yeah, I thought this year he would, I thought he might have a really rough time. It just didn't go well. And he'd look at the end of the year and go, you know, I really tried hard, but I can't do anything. But he's completely the opposite. I mean, he's now can I come off the end of the season thinking, oh, I can't wait to, you know, how can I fine tune this to maybe get across the line?
0: Yeah. And you had mentioned a second ago, belief. And I, I have this, this theory that that's why he got so excited about that putt at 18. Cause for me, I thought that was symbolic for him to show himself that on the biggest stage in a major championship on Sunday, that he can still compete and be Tiger Woods.
2: Well, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the element, books. When you've gone, when well, you know how fragile golfers can get. I mean, you can. So he hasn't won for five years, and that's so. That's all doubt of whether how how he's going to finish it off a tournament. And there's been there's been a few over the last couple of years where he's got a bit closer, and and it hasn't happened. And obviously at the Open, Carnoustie must have dented him. He you know he gets to the lead, and he you know and he and he blocks an iron off eleven, and then who knows when he makes a poor decision on where he. You know, he gets to fly, and misses it left. You know that could have he could have gone with something less and just got it to the front edge. You know he was maybe overbold or whatever, but that, a quick six and then just at the wrong time. Well, Tiger never did that back in his. So that was yep. You know, so, so that was a big dent because he was right there. Um, and the dude that
1: beat him was a 35-year-old Italian guy who was playing with him. No one does that. And you've got got
2: to, you know, and I've been harping on about what you need. You need great physical strength. You need great technical skills and you need great mental strength and stability. Right. Yep. So you look at, you look at Molinari, his mental strength was fantastic. Wasn't it? You've got to give him 10 out of 10 for that because, you know, first time trying to win a major and the way he performed on Sunday was phenomenal. Wasn't it? Fantastic exactly what you want to do and handled all that pressure you know, coming down the last playing with Tiger and you know, the three to just to secure the, the open I mean got to take, tip your cap to that so he's great technical and a great mind and then Dustin Johnson wins the week after so that's a great physical guy and obviously you've got to be great mind to to um, win and then, then we had um, Justin Thomas so that was great technical wasn't it great mind to win Give him nine out of ten because he had a bit of KT tape on the back of his neck, you know. (laughs) So he had a stiff. So that was when I went in the beginning week to give. Where would you rank Tiger? So physically, wow, you don't know. Some days he must be down to sixes and sevens, and then technically, whoa, he can still hit us sideways, well, big time sideways. And mentally, where is he? We did with no clue. Tiger would not let us inside his mind, his shield, to where he is, you know, in confidence wise. So he's nothing close to what those three, the last three winners, and then he pulls that out. Still, that's what yeah. I thought was amazing. Yep. don't you think? I mean, it, yeah. you know, he, he's he's pulled out the back. We done the week before. He was stuffed with his back on the Saturday. You know, as I said, technically he can hit it forty-five degrees, degrees left and right. And how doesn't that dent your confidence? But for some reason, he still can find a way. To stay confident, to stay motivated from all that—unbelievable. So, with all that being said,
1: would you put him on the Ryder Cup? Because here's oh, the problem. Here's the problem I have. The problem that no. I have is Tiger came out and said sure, I can, I can still go 36 in a cart. We play in two hours.
2: Uh, no, no, no. He doesn't have to. He, he he's guaranteed to be there. Guaranteed. He's playing too good. And if um he that's the conversation with him and Jim Fury. I mean, Paul McGinley did it with um, Graham McDowell, G-Mac, and, and Victor Dubis. And he said, right, you're just playing foursomes. That's your skill. And they did. They played two foursomes matches. They won both of them. And I think they then won both on their singles. So if he said to Tiger, look, number one, I want you to play two four two four balls in the singles. obviously three. If you're feeling great to go on another one and you've got the right partner, what do you think? I mean, if I, if I was captain talking to him, I'd start with that, but it's absolutely guaranteed he's going to be, be there. My goodness, he's just had he's just had a six and a six and a second in the you know the last two two majors, so he's guaranteed to be there.
0: Are you as confident that he'll win again? Is that a guarantee as well?
2: No, it it is still that it's still that little element. I think I think. I think there's a way, because we see how he can storm through the pack. He's not scared of going out and going for everything. And that's the only way. Maybe that's one way he's going to win. I mean, if he storms through and posts to the score from a couple of groups, you know, it seems like, obviously, with, when he's very close to the lead, that driver or something will still get blocked. So if he can... So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, you can't say no now. Because cause something... Could unwind in some unbelievable way. Mm. Um, plus, you know, then you. Let's finally talk about Kev. we have got to give him credit because he saw and felt and heard all of that. And the man is, as we said, is a is a, is a bulldozer. He just ploughed right through it all, and he's got unbelievable nerve. He has got you know great skill, great nerve, and and he's shown that now for the last three majors, he's won from the first one. He won at. Um, uh, you know last year, and then Tommy Fleetwood posts a great score. My goodness, he's got <laughs> the thing shoot one under whatever it was on the back nine of the bliing at Shinnecock, and mm-hmm. which is just sure of impossible and then he did that and then and every time everybody had a run at him, he got you know. He had a five-shot lead on Saturday. That came back to two, and then it got tight, and he missed three putts in a row, but his face didn't change, and then finally holds a putt, and, and then just blitzes, you know, just just holds everybody off. So
1: as far as that driver out credit. 338, that makes it a little easier, too, when you can just stand up on the tee and, I'm going to hit this driver 338 on 17 and then 324 on 18. Also, yeah, Bruce that- kept long- he <laughs> showed everybody else, too, now. That's the other thing. All those other young well, guys yeah. went. Well, yeah, okay,
2: I can do that. Yeah. So if you're a, if you're a little if you're a skinny guy,
1: <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. Why are you laughing so hard? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you'd be good at. So you'd be good out there. You could stand up and puff your chest out at him. You know, you'd be all right. But you imagine <laughs> if you're a skinny guy and you're standing there facing that fella. I mean, seriously, and he goes wall up and it goes three thirty down the first. And he says, I'm only a driver in every hole. You'll be like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. I- hey, twin man, thank
1: you so much for hanging out with us, brother. You know I love you, man. It is, uh, it's is—it's always good to uh, talk
2: to you, man. Good fun. Good fun, guys. Yeah, yeah. it was a great week, wasn't it? So uh, It was awesome. Yeah, if you need me, don't call me again. Okay, Tom. <laughs> right. See you. Take care. Thanks, Ed. Thanks. Right. See you later. Bye-bye.
1: That was Sir Nick Faldo, a.k.a. my twin. No one better to listen to on TV. No, man. No. I, I, You know, people at first, when he first started coming on doing stuff, people were like, I don't understand. Like, I'm, I never even heard this guy talk before. And he is really, really funny.
0: He's so good to listen to because yeah. he does insert that. Honesty and wit within the broadcast yes. and he'll say something off cuff from the broadcast and you if you hear it, you laugh. Of course, but you gotta be paying attention. You have to be paying attention. Yes. And that's what I loved about Sunday and the call and he and Jim Nance and just talking about it because they had to set a stage, which we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, but for them to sit there and wonder
1: Is this are real? we gonna
0: be the ones to see this to coronate Tiger? Yeah. In the first one in a decade.
1: And then the fact, the way that Brooks Kepka finished that 18th hole on that green, the fact that even that certain falter was like, I I don't understand what is he doing? That's just that. Well, that that was that, that was kind of I a could, letdown. It was, and it was, it was like this big
0: what a buildup, and then but that's Brooks. <laughs> all the air goes out. He's just not. He's not exciting. He's just a. I think what were they call him a bulldozer on the broadcast. They were calling him something where they were trying to get the nickname to stick because that's how he plays golf.
1: Yeah, but he. I mean, he did a couple of fist pumps. He did get a little bit excited, but it was like, okay, you you have to go last.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't let Adam Scott be the guy who is the last guy to put the ball in the hole. So, I, and, can I just say, I was maybe
0: rooting a little for Adam Scott. You well, you said it on TV. There's no maybe say. Yeah, you I said out in Sports
1: Center. Well, you no, know, I said in my head. I you said head I, and heart. You're right. I, my head said Brooks Keppel was gonna win, and I was right. But my heart was rooting for Adam Scott, and and not because of the back. Well, I mean, yeah, partly because of the backstory with Jared Lyle, but mostly because of that broomstick putter. Because I know that there were a bunch of old fuddy duddies in suits somewhere locked in a closet, smoking cigars and cigarettes, going. You said if we changed this rule that that putter would go away, we wouldn't have to see it or deal with it ever again. Yeah. And what is this guy doing? I'm one now? of them. And I was
0: like, <laughs> I'm one of them. Why do you have to still use that putter? It drives you me. You know what? It drives me nuts. Then
1: you shouldn't have changed the rule. You should have just said no using that putter. But no one they had one the balls the to do that. Right. They said, oh, no anchoring except what Matt Kuchar does. You mean anchor? I can do that. Anchoring, against, right. Yeah, I can I can run a putter the whole way up my arm to my elbow, and that's not anchoring. And Bryson
0: do the same thing? Yeah. That's what that's I'm saying. absolutely
1: anchoring. Uh, yeah, it's anchoring, but see, that's why they were like, they just used that rule to try to get rid of the broomstick putter, and that's why did you, Adam Scott carried two putters. Oh, I'm aware. Only 12 clubs. And two of them were putters. Yes. He had a short putter and a and that broomstick. Now, he, had, he did that the week before at WGC. Yeah. And no one really took notice of it. I can't wait to see him because I want to ask him, okay, was there ever – whatever club you pulled, was there ever a time that you needed it and then had to finesse something else because you didn't have it? Or was there a time when your new caddy was like, well, I think it's the short putter here.
0: <laughs> like – yeah, you're gonna want to use short stick here. Well, no, what? Yeah, I just don't get why. I just don't. I don't like it. I don't care what he uses. I personally just look at it. And I'm like, that's. that's it looks stu- horrible. That's cheating. But it's not cheating. It's not. You're right. I get the, what the holes of my argument. Correct. I'm just telling you. I think it's stupid. Well, you just don't like the way it looks. That's correct. Okay. See, at least this is where you, and
1: this is why me and you are like <laughs> brothers. It's because you can be honest enough to admit that, where everyone else tries to hide behind that rule. And it's like, no, 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 no. I don't have a problem with that part. I don't have a problem oh, with that oh, part oh, <laughs> I don't have, We just, we just, it's anchoring. <laughs> and then when a guy like Adam or uh, Scott McCarran or Bernhard Langer, now that they're out there using the broomstick putters, now everyone's still losing their mind. Like, if he's touching his shirt,
0: as we wrap up this edition of Maddie and the caddy, uh, I, I want to come full circle with the conversation we had at the beginning. And as we move on now, the major championships are over for 2018. Hello, we, playoffs. We get into the playoffs, the aircraft playoffs. Which I, I, I hope think are Tiger ridiculous.
1: takes a week off. I think and it Rory just,
0: might not play at all. So if you get to that, we now get to the playoffs. Yeah. And the major championships are done for the season. Yep. Got the Ryder Cup, which we'll get into that much later when it gets closer. Oh, yeah. But what is your most memorable moment from major championship 2018?
1: Oh, man. Dude, that's so hard. It's so hard because Sunday – okay, starting in April, man. Sunday at Augusta, there was – no one rooting for Patrick Reed None. except my father-in-law and my brother-in-law, neither of whom are from the United States. One's a Bahamian, my brother-in-law, and my father-in-law is born and raised in Jamaica. But he's full-blood Chinese. So a Chinese guy with a Jamaican. Imagine Jackie Chan with a Jamaican <laughs> accent. And I'll mess you up at the dinner table the first couple <laughs> times you hear it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You'll meet him. <laughs> so like that scene and Patrick Reed knowing that and embracing it and still winning the Masters. Stepping on it. You know what I mean? And then Ricky Fowler being the one who was right there. Yeah, see? Jordan
0: went on a run. I know. That Masters was great. I,
1: I know. But then we get to the U.S. Open and the debacle that was the USGA and then what Phil did. And then trying to cover oh, it up.
0: Yeah. See? I know. And then the Open Championship oh. when Tiger took the lead.
1: Oh, my gosh. And Francesco Molinari. Again, there was a time at the Open. There was a moment for about 35 minutes to an hour when it looked like we were going to have a playoff between Tiger, Jordan, and, and Rory. Sign me up. And it was like the world was going to stop. It If that would have happened. But then it was like, okay, so... Xander, yeah, yeah. the dude who wins the Scrabble name, him against Francesco. And, uh, okay, Francesco wins.
0: That's why Open Championship's out for me. That was yes. out. That was out it, for it me, He said that a few weeks ago. It's the most anticlimactic finish of all time. Yes. But then again, so was yesterday.
1: Well, only on the 18th hole. But everything up until when Brooks hit that drive 324 yards in the fairway, Actually, it was on seventeen. When he hit that drive, three thirty-eight on seventeen, and didn't blink, it was like this is over. But it was also I love that. I love the fact because it kind of it proved the point that I was saying before that I I mean I love Tiger, and I will I will never say the word can't. I will never say that Tiger can't win a major. You'll say won't. I I will say won't. Which done numerous times. In the yeah, finals. and it's because of what Brooks Kepka did. The fact that we have guys out there now, so this is two majors in a row, that Tiger
0: legitimately had a chance to win, and he didn't lose. Yeah, but he did Look, Y.E. Yang beat him. Like You you can't just use that now as an argument to back up your— Since Y.E. Yang beat him, how many majors has he won? How many runner-ups does he have in majors?
1: Seven. I mean, this has happened before. How many runner-ups has Jack had? A lot. Yeah, like 137.
0: But so, I, I guess my point is I get what you're saying. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. Like I
1: the drama that we had with Tiger coming down since I was rooting I was
0: like, man, I want to be I want to be at the place where it happens. And we almost had it. We almost I had know. it on Sunday at the PGA Championship. For me, my moment of the major championship season and there were so many as we we just discussed. I think I don't want to be prisoner of the moment with Tiger Woods, but it's got to be Brooks Kepka for me. Putting and planting his flag in the ground as a top five golfer in the world. And He's, it
1: was historic. And it was historic. No one has won four PGA Tour wins and three of them are majors. No one I mean, this in guy's the Masters just, This era. guy's
0: just laughing at the other tournaments. I'll just show up for the majors. <laughs> I mean, that's what this guy's doing. And so for me, as we wrap up major championship season, it's that now you have to look at Brooks Kepka as a legitimate power American golfer Beyond Dustin Johnson. He didn't get to play the Masters last year either. Beyond Jordan Speed. Oh, yeah. All of these guys. Yep. He's in, in, two, Rory, all of in two tournaments. My name is Brooks Kepka, and I'm never going to talk about myself because that's not the way that I am. I'm
1: just going to bench press, bro. Maybe you should take 251.
0: Sir Nick Faldo and just start posting videos. He loves a muscle snack, Brooks Kepka. My man probably has more lean protein in a day than we've had in a month. See, and you know what? I
1: will say this. My twin is right. If Brooks Koepka posted, even if he posted himself working out and stuff, like you're already wearing Smedium shirts, yo, like and that's cool if you want to show that off. I'm a little jealous. You got a six pack, I got a half keg, but whatever, <laughs> that's fine. I'm just saying, like, post some pictures. I mean, give think about Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson is he is almost just as famous because of Paulina than because of what he does. On the golf course. And that's awesome and cool, but it's part of nowadays. Welcome to nowadays in social media. And if you want to be marketed and, you know, get that big check on the side for wearing all clothes or whatever, you want to get that.
0: He's got Nike, though. He's good. He, he You know what I love about him? though. No, he runs out there. His medium shirt, the tapered skinny pants, and high tops. Word. Like Not the old school golfers, but I hate that. You know,
1: I got... I did get them shoes that he. I got my my trophy from when I beat him at the Masters when he played left-handed. We had a three whole little match. Oh, really? Yeah. So he hooked me up with a pair of Nikes. they tight. Are they? I put I put a picture of him on social media. Yeah, please do. Actually, you will know, bring it something you have. No I'll bring him to the fantasy football marathon.
0: Which, by the way, Maddie and a Yeah. This is posting Tuesday morning. Maddie and a are going to be hosting fantasy football marathon on Tuesday night. Yeah, and it's going to be fun. You're one of the drafters. I'm hosting. And the, I got uh, homework
1: to do, boy. Yeah, you do. Cause I'm a rookie.
0: I can't In wait. In a sense, for I'm a rookie. Yeah.
1: We're going to have so much fun.
0: So be sure to watch the fantasy football marathon tonight, Tuesday, when it, when, uh, this podcast posts. Be sure to get us on social media, Maddie and Caddy, Twitter and Instagram, Maddie, M A T T Y, the word and. Caddy, c-a-d-d-i-e that is the instagram that is the twitter all one word be sure to subscribe apple podcast espn app subscribe download support major championships in the book we hope you enjoyed this episode i know i have yeah the caddy, michael collins i'm the maddie matt Barry. thanks for the download and listen this has been another edition of maddie and candy
1: Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.